my name is uh, Melanie Johnston, or most people call me Mel. I'm the strategy director and founder of my own agency, which is called Rocket Science Strategic Services. Again, rocket science is, is what most people say. Um, I've actually had my business for about uh, 19 years. So I'm working on everything from marketing strategies, content marketing, um, financial forecast models, um, and just support and consultancy for the clients, whatever they need. Uh, and for the last five years, I actually worked with one of my clients to support them through their next phase of growth. So I've been very focused on the um, B2B tech um, audience and working with clients like Microsoft and Fujitsu and uh, Intel, um, a lot of the, the big end of town. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Mel. And um, let's go back in time, say 20 years ago, 25 years ago, what got you into content marketing? What inspired you um, to, to, to decide that content marketing is the area of expertise that you want to learn, you want to develop, and you want to help um, clients with? Yep. Uh, so for me, the introduction to content marketing was a little bit by accident. So my very first job um, in the corporate world, which was about 25 years ago, I actually started as a, a telemarketer or an inbound kind of customer service representative. And I worked at a, one of the world's leading wine companies, home delivered wine. And so my job was to take the calls when customers ordered their wine and you know, key it all in and the wine would be delivered to them. But what I found fascinating was there was a marketing team, a large marketing team as part of that business. And before their campaigns went live or out to the actual customers, they used to come down and say to us, in about five days, the phone will ring and the customers will be asking for these things and this will be the most popular and this is how they'd like to order and this is the questions they'll have. And they would hold up a piece of paper, a brochure at the time going, this is what they're going to order from. And so we'd sit there and listen. And, you know, I was only kind of early 20s at the time. And in five days time, the phone would ring and they would order exactly what they said they would order. They would have exactly the kind of challenges and, and questions that the marketers told us that they would have. Um, and I just felt like it was magic and really, really interested to know how they had the science behind what they were showing us and how they could predict what was going to happen. Um, so I was pretty much sold by then. I, I became fascinated and became very painful asking the marketing people how they did this amazing thing. Um, and they couldn't really get rid of me. So after a while, they gave me a role in the marketing department and I started understanding um, just how you know, you can understand audiences, you can create content that really engages them. And then off the back of that, they actually do something and how you can put some science and some numbers and, and things behind that. And you can really get quite smart about how you, you know, how you talk to customers and the value, value that you can offer them along the way. So that was my introduction to it. Wow, thanks for sharing that. What a story. That's, that's really cool. Um, so let's talk about, um, and, and can you also um, speak to your agency? So how did you, how did you create your agency? Um, how did you share with it the journey? How did you create your agency? What, 
what did you go through um, in the last 19 years with your agency? How does your agency evolve? So when I first started the agency, from, from the wine company I worked with for five years and I ended up being one of the senior marketers there, I went off and joined an advertising agency for the very first time. And I've always been quite a strategic person, but I fell into this kind of account service role in a small agency and ended up doing this kind of hybrid strategy account service um, kind of role. And what I found during that was very interesting and it was a startup agency. So I learned a lot of stuff that I ended up bringing to my own company. But what I found was that there were so many layers, even with our small business of, um, how we would go and support clients with their, their problems. And I felt that because there were these layers and, um, you know, actually getting to the heart and having these personal relationships with clients in a really deep way was something that I felt was a bit of a, a hole or a, a gap in the market that I had potential to fill. So I went off and created Rocket Science initially because I really wanted to get into the strategic uh, business side of what my clients were trying to achieve and sit there at the CEO kind of level, um, understand what their long-term journey was, understand where they're at today and really work with them on, on quite an intimate way and almost be like an outsourced person of their own business that they felt that they could, you know, share all these kind of intimate details and everything with me. And through that, I had many clients, like one of them was Australian Geographic, the Australian version of National Geographic um, subscription that I actually ended up uh, working with them for about 10 years. And we took their business from a very, um, an acquisition kind of focused model that was very expensive. And I had a whole lot of issues with trying to retain um, customers through that subscription cycle to testing and learning through content and um, different strategies and different messages. And we ended up finding ways that we could actually hone into uh, the most quality subscribers for their particular communication in a way that was um, positive contribution. So it stopped being a cost in terms of acquisition and we could pick um, customers up that were really interested in the product and keep them for longer. Um, and over 10 years, we finessed that model to be just completely humming. Uh, and they actually got bought by a big subscription company in Australia called ACP. And ACP started implementing uh, the model that we would built for Australian Geographic to their wider portfolio of subscription magazines. So um, that was the reason I started my business. And it was very, you know, very successful, very constant. And I have a, a network where I just pull in the right people for the right projects so we've got the senior kind of network of, of people you know whether that be um, copywriters designers website developers um, you know people that can create videos and things like that um, but really offer everything under a one rose through through me and I can pull in the right network um, so it's proven to be a, a very successful kind of model over the years wow what a story oh, it's it's awesome um i have to i i have to read on your website more but i can imagine that's like the best testimonial right there that's the best case study right there um really to work with them um through 10 years and even after they are being acquired by another company the new owner 
continue to to implement that same strategy. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's such. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, well done. Um, and thanks for sharing that. That that's pretty cool. So let's talk about today, uh, Mel. Um, can you walk us through your workflow or your process for bringing the most value to clients? Uh, for example, what is the very first thing you do uh, when you work with a new client? Yeah, so the very first thing I do other than kind of understanding the problem or opportunity from their perspective is to have a workshop. So that's usually an hour and a half, two hours. And I try and get a number of different people in the room for that to really understand um, this problem or opportunity. So in B2B world, it might be sales, marketing, industry leaders, segment leaders like enterprise or SMB. Um, and the way that we I structure these workshops is first, we, we don't talk about product. I try to keep product to the end, um, but really get into the, the nitty gritty of why this, what's happening for our customer. So what are the macro factors or the context um, surrounding this kind of situation? Um, what, who is the audience? So for example, for B2B, you've got a big stakeholder committee and within that, there might be some decision makers, some influencers and some blockers. Um, so really getting into the heart and minds of what's driving those people and understanding um, where they're really divided in terms of uh, what they want to achieve and, and also where they're really connected. So we're trying to find that shared need that we can start teaching our customers something about as opposed to selling to them. So my approach at the heart of it is about teaching not selling for, for B2B particularly. Um, and then we look at the, the USPs and what's unique about the particular products or solutions we're offering. So how we, we can support them um, with this problem or opportunity that they're facing. Um, also go into um, content that's existing and map that along that customer journey to say, what have you got and where are the gaps? So we've got a clear view on that. Um, and also any plans that they've got in the pipeline. So that usually takes about an hour and a half to two hours to work through all of that and to hear everyone's point of view. And then from there, I've got all this rich um, kind of material and insight that I can use. And on the other side of that, I do my own research about the things that they've told me about. And from a content perspective, um, they've quite often got a lot of content. And a lot of content can last quite a long time. And so I do a, a quite deep content audit to say, um, what is it, who's it for, where does it sit in the purchase journey, um, what's good about it, what's not so good about it, should we keep using it, shouldn't we, and I give it a rating, so anything that's kind of rated highly, you know, we can either use in its entirety or we might be able to tweak slightly, um, anything that doesn't cut it and it's not really where the business is heading, we get rid of, um, and then we hone into the gaps and look for content, um, and I usually do that across three ways. So we look at interest, uh, spark interest content. So, you know, what are we going to put out through social and email and digital media and all this kind of um, channels available to us to really spark that interest, not to sell, to get them thinking about their problem or solution in a way that potentially they haven't thought about it before. And then we want to bring them into our kind of engage opportunity. So that would be your website, your ebooks, your white papers, um, all that kind of thing for a B2B kind of environment. You know, the, the uh, journey is a lot more direct for a direct to customer. And that's why I'm quite interested in B2B at the moment because it's so complex and kind of meaty. 
and then um, in terms of nurture, so either they, they buy or they're kind of interested. So we look at all the content and that will get more um, kind of down the funnel kind of assets. So it might be calculators to calculate the return of investment, um, you know, some kind of workshop that can be facilitated around their particular needs. So it, it kind of starts with that fact finding and discovery. And then we start honing into all the, the moments and the pieces along the way. Um, to kind of work out what that whole plan could look like. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting a master degree. <laughs> That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. I can see it's really thorough um, and it's a really thoughtful process you have. And I can imagine why it works and I can, I can imagine why it gets the ROI for uh, clients that you're working with. Um, it's awesome. So, um, so, 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 um, can you also um, speak to the the quality aspect? How do you? Because um, I, the way I understand it, is that you and your team essentially become their thought partners, become their extended marketing department. Um, That's right. Yeah. Right, and so um, I imagine that there will be. Um, works that like being done between your team and then sometimes the internal team inside of your clients um, companies organization so how do you manage and how do you um, do the like what is your process for quality for example if it's a written content if it's um, social media posts or it's the video content or audio content uh, whatever yeah. form of content how do you manage the quality yeah, I think quality starts with a really strong strategic plan that everybody buys into. So what we're trying to get through that strategic plan is not just the, the comm strategy, but agreeing on that audience, agreeing on the insight, agreeing on the key messages. And so I've actually got a big job going through at the moment where I've gone through that process with the client. Um, we've agreed on how we want to wrap this whole thing up. We've agreed we've come up with a really strong insight. And then we pulled together the team. So we've got uh, two copywriters, a designer, a web developer, and an SEO expert. And so my next step was to share the strategy with the client in the meeting to the extended team so that everyone could understand it and ask questions. And so we all kind of um, buy into it, I guess. And then what I'm in the process of doing now, there's about 20 assets that are going to come or content assets that are going to come off the back of this. So I've got different little teams kind of working on different scenarios, but they're all, it's all kind of the same brief that has been kind of um, organized to fit the, the purpose of the outcome or the asset we're trying to create. But I make sure that I, I first get that buy-in and then I write a really solid brief a client signs off on every brief um, and then we'll go through our quality checks as, as things come through to make sure that they're on brief, um, that across everything that there's consistency with how we're saying things. Um, if like for one of the briefs, the client made some changes and didn't make it to the other briefs, you know, that's just a attention to detail thing where I go through and make sure that the same information um, lands in the brief. So I think that's from a kind of process quality, but from a customer quality control, I make sure that we're always um, leading with that teaching insight as opposed to 
um, a product-led thing so that if the customer is going to spend you know time looking at our content they actually learn something they want to share it they want to hold on to it because it's a value to them especially if they're going to put their details um, in to, to actually access something uh, I always make sure that there's going to be some things in there that they wouldn't have thought about that's going to add value to their um, you know into the problem that they're trying to solve or, or the thing that they need so I think quality comes on a number of levels and you know if you're that way inclined like um, quality is huge to me like it's it's the most important thing um, so just having the time and the attention to detail and knowing what that end point looks like and knowing what you've sold into the client and just being really um, you know focused on that and being very tough on yourself like is that good enough am I happy with this no if it's not good enough I'm going to keep pushing it until I would buy it <laughs> you know I love it that you use your own standards and you apply that same standard to the works being delivered to your clients, right? Um, and in a sense that because you have such a strong and very strategic um, guideline and that's getting um, agreed, essentially it got agreed between your team, the internal team or your client's team. Um, and therefore um, the consistency in every in every piece of content or in everything you produce um, that's how you you bring that consistency together and consistency is important because you speak into your target audience and you don't give them that consistency experience um, it, it's really hard to to that's right we're trying to make that journey for them as easy as possible whether they decide to look at something on social go to your website speak to somebody you know, it should be the same narrative that everybody's bought into, um, just to live it in a different way. But it's it's bringing them into the same kind of you know way to to engage um, and drive that kind of desired action off the back of it. Awesome, um, thanks for sharing that, Mel. And and um, one more question for you. Uh, from your experience and also your your expertise and also um, I, I believe you work with a lot of writers, um, copywriters and um, marketers out there. What do you think that some writers uh, miss in their process that would make their content more effective? Yeah, I think it's just that customer insight. And so we can get caught up with our clients desire to sell something um, but being very committed to the customer insight and you know for b2b i talk about teaching not selling in consumer again what's the the benefit or um you know what's the takeaway for them or what's that thing that's going to spark their interest in the first place and what makes us different from something else that they could grab so i think just um yeah spending the time to really understand more than the product and the the customer and the context is really important as well. And simplicity is probably the other thing, like making things really, we talk about snackable, you know, it's easy to kind of make things long and, and complex. It's harder to pull it back and make it really tight. So I think just, you know, crafting and 
revisiting and refinishing until it's as tight as you can possibly make it. If words aren't needed, you know, get rid of them. If you can do things in a different way um, that's more kind of visual or interactive, then that's an opportunity too. So, yeah, there's probably two, two answers to that question as well. Thanks for sharing that. And my last question for you, um, if a brand, if an internal team um, comes and asks for your advice on how to essentially build their business um, through content marketing, what would your advice be? Um, so that again, if they could view their business if they, if they want to grow their business, if they want to um, grow it by 30%, 50% uh, per year, um, even want to maybe, I, I mean, I've, I've heard clients um, telling that they want to double their business um, through organic content, um, through content marketing um, over the periods of 12 months. Um, what would your advice be for, for that kind of brands? My advice um, is probably a little bit different from what you'd expect from this, but it would start with the strategic plan. So I think if you, I, I find with my clients, like the one that I'm doing at the moment, it's a software for the resources sector, so the mining sector, and it's all about sustainable um, and more efficient mining. So what we've done is a big strategy that's really going to last them for you know, 12 to 24 months. So once you've got that strategy, you know, we're creating the initial content pieces now, we've mapped them across the customer journey, and then you've got the test and learn thing. And so everything you do, you know, we do financial forecast models before anything rolls out. So we have some expectations about what each piece of content, each channel is gonna do. And then as we roll things out, we track and measure and then work to optimize. So all the content that you build, you don't need to go back to the strategic plan. It should last distance. Um, but the way to really accelerate your business with content is to have a really clear view on what's working, what's not, what customers are interested in, what's actually driving those results. And then you can build upon success very quickly um, and really accelerate things that are are doing well even if it means like in social there might be a social post that's doing quite well and another four that aren't and so what we do is then hone into that one that's doing well and think about four or five other ways to say that same thing and you'll see results jump from here to here just through that simple approach so i think having that plan having a clear view of what it could deliver and then working to really optimize and learn and, and grow quickly um, with that insight, um, you know, the ability to get that insight from everything that you do. Important. Thank you. Um, thanks for sharing that, Mel.